and welcome to Revitalize the Everyday Audio Bible with me, your host, Lulu Lincoln. Um, yes, yeah, so this week we have been looking at forgiveness, forgiving our assailants, forgiving our accusers. Last night we discussed um, forgiving our abusers and today I want to talk you through um, the Word of God but also um, some steps on how to forgive yourself um, what people sometimes don't realise that a lot of the um, self-loathing that we have and self-hatred and self-sabotage actually comes from not really being able to forgive ourselves for things that maybe we've done to other people um, but also things that have been done to us and we've been looking at the life of Joseph discussing um, the perfection of Christ and how we operate as believers um, after we have experienced trauma and, and, and how to support others. So let's pray. We will read the scriptures together and then I will give you some encouragement, What something I believe is really going to encourage you and practical steps on how to apply the advice and principles from the word of God by the power of the Holy Spirit into your own life. Let's pray. Father, you know I sat and looked through the window this morning and the the light from the sun is absolutely blinding. But as well as the, the, the power of that light, I also felt the heat and the warmth and I don't doubt for a minute that um, the word sun <laughs> as in the sunlight and the word sun is in Jesus your son sounds exactly the same and, and they do more or less the same thing in that the, um, the salvation of God through faith in Jesus Christ brings light and warmth and affection <laughs> um, and heat into our lives in a good way you know the sun is a life source for many many things and the son of God, our Lord Jesus Christ, is our life source. He is the beginning and the firstborn of all creation. And I and I thank you for that revelation this morning. And I um, I ask you, Holy Spirit, to to help me to deal with, unpick, and um, uh, appropriate the term forgiving yourself. We don't talk much about this because. Um, you know, I'm I'm not really entirely sure why. But what I will say is that if you can forgive us of our sins, we are not in any way above the forgiveness of God. And that, that forgiveness can actually be extended to us. So in the same way we have gone through a process of forgiving people that have hurt us, asking for forgiveness for people that we have hurt, because it, it works um, on both parts. We may not have been involved in some of the sins where we were abused or attacked as in actively involved because we may have been victims of abuse but there are other situations where we have sinned against other people and so we ask for forgiveness for that too and today I believe the final step of this healing journey is really to accept forgiveness from you for ourselves and that's what I mean by forgiving um, taking time to forgive ourselves so lead me Holy Spirit as I go through this um this journey okay let's pray
Genesis 46. I said let's pray. I meant let's read the word. So Israel set out on the journey with everything he owned. He arrived at Bathsheba and worshipped, offering sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. God spoke to Israel in a vision that night. Jacob, Jacob. Yes, he said, I'm listening. God said, I am the God of your father. Don't be afraid of going down to Egypt. I'm going to make you a great nation there. I'll go with you down to Egypt. I'll also bring you back here. And when you die, Joseph will be with you with his own hand. He'll close your eyes. Then Jacob left Beersheba. Israel's sons loaded their father and their little ones and their wives on the wagons Pharaoh had sent to carry him. They arrived in Egypt with the livestock and the wealth they had accumulated in Canaan. Jacob brought everyone in his family with him, sons and grandsons, daughters and granddaughters. Everyone. These are the names of the Israelites, Jacob and his descendants, who went to Egypt. Reuben, Jacob's firstborn. Reuben's sons, Hanok, Palu, Hezron, Kami, Simeon's sons, Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jachin, Zohar, Shaul, the son of a Canaanite, Canaanite woman, Levi's sons, Gershon, Kohath, Amorari, Judah's sons, Er, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah. Er and Onan had already died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamu, Issachar's sons, Tola, Pua, Jashub, and Shimron, Zebulun's sons, Sered, Elon, and Jalil. These are the sons that Leah bore to Jacob in Paddan Aram. There was also his daughter Dinah. Altogether, sons and daughters, they numbered 33. Gad's son, Zephon, Haggai, Shunai, Esbon, Irai, Arodi, and Areli. Asher's sons, Imna, Ishra, Ishri, and Berea. Also their sister, Sarah, and Berea's sons, Haber, and Malkiel. These are the children that Zilpah, the maid that Laban gave to his daughter, Leah, bore to Jacob, 16 of them. The sons of Jacob's wife, Rachel, were Joseph and Benjamin. Joseph was the father of two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, from his marriage to Asenath, daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. They were born to him in Egypt. Benjamin's sons were Bela, Becca, Ashbel, Gera, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Mupim, Hupim, and Ard. These are the children born to Jacob through Rachel. 14. Dan's son, Hushim, Naphtali's sons, Jaziel, Guni, Jazer, Shelem. These are the children born to Jacob through Bela, the maid Laban had given to his daughter Rachel. 7. Summing up all those who went down to Egypt with Jacob, his own children, not counting his son's wives, numbered 66, counting in the two sons born to Joseph in Egypt, the number, the members of Jacob's family who ended up in Egypt, numbered 70. Jacob sent Judah on ahead to get directions from Goshen, to get directions to Goshen from Joseph. And when they got to Goshen, Joseph gave orders for his chariot and went to Goshen to meet his father Israel. The moment Joseph saw him, he threw himself on his neck and wept. He wept a long time. Israel said to Joseph, I'm ready to die, and I've looked into your face and you are indeed alive. 
Joseph then spoke to his brothers and his father's family. I'll go and tell Pharaoh, my brothers and my father's family, all of whom lived in Canaan have come to me. The men are shepherds. They've always made their living by raising livestock and they've brought their flocks and herds with them, along with everything else they own. When Pharaoh calls you in and asks you what kind of work you do, tell him your servants have always kept livestock for as long as we can remember. We and our parents also. That way you'll stay apart in the area of Goshen for Egyptians look down on anyone who is a shepherd. This is the word of the Lord. So I have a real strong sense um, by the Holy Spirit to continue to pray um, because healing takes place by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not human human's ability, it's not a man or woman's ability, it's the Spirit and the grace and the mercy of God that ultimately brings healing to us. So I will share the encouragement with you on forgiving yourself um, by drawing some parallels from Joseph, the life of Joseph and the expectation and standard of Christ because he is our standard and then we'll spend some time praying. So the first thing um, I want to look at is um, once you've identified your um, assailants and put them before God and prayed for God to bless them and release them from the prison of unforgiveness, you actually have to, for today's portion, identify um, what sin you committed. You know, the Bible says if we say we are that without sin, then we are we are liars. And um, we make God out to be a liar because if we had no sin, we'd need no saviour. And we do need a sin. We do need a saviour because of the sin and the chaos in this world that um, was brought about by, by the accuser, the devil. So um, identify what your sin was. So I'll talk you through what I did. My... Um, my sin was um, fits of rage um, because there's nothing wrong with being angry. The Bible says, um, "Do be angry, but do not sin. So God was not displeased with my anger. He was displeased and really heartbroken by how, I, um, how the anger manifested. And the root cause of the anger was fear. So I can't make any excuses for poor behaviour. There, there is really no excuse for um, losing your temper, actually, because I'm, I'm an adult and I have full control of what I do with my body. So I can't blame anybody for losing my temper. But I did have a pattern of behaviour where I masked fear with anger and people find fear debilitating. De- so it almost makes them feel weaker, whereas um, it we can feel empowered by anger like we're in control so because of the fear i had i used anger to control situations and vent how i was really feeling now my sin that i identified in that situation like i said was fits of rage so i actually had to repent for that now i'm not um excusing anybody's behavior because anger can come from provocation you can be provoked into anger But even if you are provoked into anger, you still have to take um, steps to deal with the provocation without disobeying and disrespecting God. Okay, so that's the sin that I had to, well, one of the many sins I had to repent of. But that was definitely a pattern of sin that I've had from from childhood, actually. Um, Fits of rage, losing my temper, 
going into an absolute fury, breaking things, smashing things. That was how my anger manifested. And I know that I really missed the mark with that and God was not pleased with that. So in order for me to receive forgiveness from God, I have to acknowledge my sin. So I'll show you what I did. Father, you said it's okay for me to be angry, but you actually said that in our anger, we should not sin. So forgive me for sinning in my anger. Forgive me for my rage and my fury and my aggression and violence. Forgive me for my angry words. Father, by your Holy Spirit, help me to respond even when I'm angry in a godly way. I receive your forgiveness and your mercy for this behaviour. Help me not to continue to walk with the spirit of anger. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, it's easy for me now because I've had to do this for so many years, many, many years. And to be honest with you, even up until about September, I was September of this year, guys, still really battling with this. So it's not that I don't feel angry anymore. I still feel incredibly angry when people are disrespectful to me, to my husband, to my daughter, or if people make fun of me or put me down in any kind of way, or I hear somebody's been talking about me and what they're saying is untrue. Those things still make my blood boil. But the difference is now that as soon as I start to feel angry, I will actually say to Father God, Father, I'm really, really angry about this. I'm so cross about this. Please, can you do something and help me not to overreact? So that is almost a hundred notches down from how I would have dealt with anger back in August or September. And it is hard because I almost feel like I'm actually relinquishing my control to God. And that's exactly what he wants. So it's not that I don't feel angry anymore. I still get quite cross. And I can still say to people, actually, that's really annoyed me. That, well, that thing that you did is really has actually wound me up. And I feel really cross now. I think it's better that we end the conversation and I'll catch up with you later or I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll talk to you another time. I still have the right to do that. But what I don't have the right to do is absolutely lose it and then feel guilty for a week or months or years afterwards because of how I behaved. So in order for me to receive forgiveness, I acknowledge the sin that I committed. Now, the next step in forgiving yourself and receiving forgiveness for yourself is any time the memory of that sin, because remember the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. That's all of God's children and all of God's people. The enemy will bring back to your memory terrible things that you've done. So I do have flashbacks of when I've lost my temper, broken things, at home, falling out with people, um, relatives. The, the enemy is the one that actually reminds me of those things. The Lord is incredibly forgetful when it comes to our sin. And actually our sin has been cast into the sea of forgetfulness forever. But the enemy, because his only role is to kill, steal and destroy and accuse, he will remind us constantly of our mistakes. And I say to you what the Lord said to me, if the enemy reminds you of what you've done, you call upon the name of the Lord saying, Father, I know what I did but I also receive your forgiveness for that. And I thank you that I'm completely free of fits of rage or completely free of, and then just fill in the missing gap of the thing that you struggled with because you confess your faith and profess the word of God because we overcome by the blood of the lamb, which was shed on Calvary, Jesus' blood. He bled for us because we needed a savior because of our sin and our, um, our state of decay and the chaos on the earth. 
and we also overcome by the word of our testimony so you declare father i'm completely delivered from fits of rage i'm completely delivered from being moody and angry and depressed i'm completely delivered and forgiven um from shame and guilt and whatever it is you are um asking for forgiveness for or have already asked for forgiveness about you do not need to repent again because you've already repented and this is where the power of the holy spirit comes in the holy spirit will walk with you so that you can continue to walk in the ways of god now i'm not saying i will never sin again of course i I can't commit i can't promise that but what i can commit to is walking with the lord each day and asking for help from the lord to do that thing that pleases him so i acknowledge my sin And if I'm reminded of my sin by the enemy, the accusing, the accusatory voice of the enemy, I will take that to God and the Lord will remind me of his love and his mercy and his forgiveness for me. The third and final thing is, now this is going to be a tough one. You need to make sure that you do not have things in your life that lead you back into that sin. I know. So let's say, for example, um, I will use pornography as an example. If you struggle um, with pornography, because really what pornography is, is other people watching other people being sexually intimate. And sexual intimacy is a private and special gift for married couples. The Bible says, it's Hebrews 13 verse 4. Um, please correct me if I'm wrong. The marriage bed is honourable among all and adulterers and whoremongers will be judged. So if the marriage bed is honourable, the things that happen in the marriage bed are sacred, honourable and private. Okay, so if you know somebody or if you yourself are struggling with a pornography addiction and you have repented of that and you have been delivered and healed from that, you do not then want to be up late at night surfing the Internet in chat rooms watching movies because it will it will ensnare you again and so for me i know what my triggers are so one of my triggers for um for not being able to control my anger properly is being tired and if i'm tired my resolve and my response and reaction to things are almost 10 times worse than if i am fully alert and not tired so I try to manage that by getting enough sleep. The second thing is, um, another trigger, unfortunately, I know you might laugh about this, is hunger. If I'm hungry or stressed, my response and my reaction to things are exacerbated. I mean, they're actually out of control. And I do, I should not really, and I'm saying this because I'm still walking through it. I should not allow myself to get to the point where I'm so hungry and so stressed that if someone says to me, oh, you forgot to do this, I lose it. There's absolutely no need because the time that I go to sleep and the time that I eat and my workload is within my control. So what I'm saying to you is to stay away from things or people or situations that provoke that ungodly response to anger in you. Now, this may mean distancing yourself from people that you love, relatives or friends, and it's nothing to do with them. It's just about managing your resources while my life is a resource and I do not want to spend my life being angry all the time. What a waste of time. I would rather be seriously laughing, loving and really enjoying the joy of God. So I can't think of anybody now that makes me so angry that I can't bear to be around them. There's no one in my life like that. But there was a point where I felt like that about so many people and I actually had to 
um, respectfully distanced myself from them until I had a way of managing the relationship. Now, this could be at work. This could be at church. It could be a relative. I strongly urge you, if the person that provokes that level of ungodly anger in you is your spouse, please get counselling because marriage is for life and you can't change your spouse you can only really change yourself and in fact changing yourself is the transformative work of the grace of God so we're not really changing ourselves we're just accepting to be changed by God but if that anger is incited by um, your children or your spouse I'd encourage you to get um, counseling get some help so that there could be a type of there can be a type of mediation and you're able to talk through the issues that are causing um, anger and frustration and hatred um there's lots of resources out there. You can actually send me a message, a DM on Instagram, at Official Teaching Mums, if you want to know what those counselling resources are. I'd be happy to support you. Um, so the, the three tips I gave you were acknowledging your sin. Um, if you're accused in your mind by the enemy about things you've done, just profess the word that you've already been healed and forgiven every time a memory comes up and the third thing is to avoid and stay far away from the things that will ensnare you back into the sin that you've been delivered from i gave the example of pornography um, and alcohol addiction is the same i would not encourage people to go to bars in the evenings if they are recovering from alcoholism if you're recovering from a drug addiction and i'm talking about prescription drugs too if you are recovering from a drug addiction i strongly encourage you to stay away from anything that is going to cause you to slip um if you've been involved in any kind of sexual sin stay away from people that encourage that lifestyle and behavior and surround yourselves with people that have the kind of standards that you wish you had the kind of standards that you wish you had let's pray father you are all wisdom and all power and all knowledge you are eternal immutable unchanging you cannot be manipulated or um coerced into anything but i ask you by the power of your holy spirit that anybody who struggles or has struggled with anger the way that I have, that today in the name of Jesus, that they would be set free and not just in their mind, but in their immediate circles because anger can destroy homes and marriages and bonds between children. And I've seen the damage I've caused with my own um, anger and you have um, forgiven me for that. Help me not to go back to that sin. In the same way, those who are listening, help these people. Whatever the addiction is, whatever the sin is, you are ready to forgive. And in fact, you died on the cross all those years ago was for our present, past and future sin. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you come in now ever so gently and help us to um, to break the power of those things over our lives. Anger, unforgiveness, hatred, murder addiction, lust, rage, sexual immorality, perversion, and vile things that hide in the dark. Father, insomnia, anxiety, depression, the spirit of suicide, the, the death, the spirit of death, you have, by the power of your blood, delivered us from all those things. So would you now 
Yeah, the Lord is delivering you. The Lord is delivering you. Put your hands out, open them, open them so your palms are facing up. Hallelujah. Receive your restoration. All those years you've lost in rage, all the years you lost in, in debt, all the years you lost in fear, in, in trauma, in anxiety, in depression, in in suicide attempts. Huh? The Lord has set you free by the power of the Holy Spirit. You are free. You are 100% free. You are free. You are free. And if the accuser tries, the Bible says, any tongue that rises against you shall be condemned. So I take the power and the authority given to me in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. I take authority and I silence and condemn every tongue that rises against you now. Beloved, you are um, I'm loved, you've been entrusted with a life by God. Nothing shall by any means harm you. Haraye, walk, walk in wisdom, walk in your authority, walk in the beauty the Lord has given you, walk in joy. Walk, walk in joy, walk in fruitfulness, be fruitful in your in your business, in your health, in your reproductive health. Be fruitful in your finance, in your career, in your business, in your ministry. You no longer have to partner with the spirit of death or the spirit of anger anymore. You are free. And so, Father, I thank you for this revelation. And for this time, you are my king and my God and my friend. And I thank you just for the ability to breathe and for the voice and for this platform and for this time. And for your grace in my life that has delivered me from so many things. Help me to continue to walk in that freedom. And prevent me from continual sin. Prevent me from walking away from righteousness. Help me to walk in the righteousness that you died for me to have. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I'm going to hand you over to Naya, who will lead you in a prayer of salvation. Please listen to each line and repeat um, after her. Thank you, Naya. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me and giving me, and forgiving me of my sins so I can have a personal relationship with you. I am sincerely sorry for the mistakes I've made and I know I need you to help me live right. Your word says in Romans 10 verse 9, if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I believe you are the Son of God and I confess you as my Saviour and Lord. Take me just as I am and work in my heart, making me the person you want me to be. I want to live for you, Jesus, and I am so grateful to, grateful to you for giving me a fresh start in the new life with you today. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you so much, Naya <laughs> and Jaden. Now, if 
that was your first time praying the prayer of salvation, we would like to warmly welcome you into the family of God. It's the best decision that you'll ever make. And um, <laughs> I would like to encourage you to join your local church online, read your Bible every single day, listen to music that glorifies God, surround yourself with um, other believers, like-minded people, people proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord. And just remember that you are absolutely loved and so valued and you made the best decision today to follow Christ. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye.